And away we go with another installment of Banker with a Beer, presented by Northwestern Bank. I'm Scott. We've got Jerry, as always, from Northwestern Bank. We've got a, a tasty beverage, uh, one that is very familiar to locals. We've got a great guest who's going to be talking about a uh, an issue that impacts an awful lot of people. we got a fun day of uh, a conversation and drinking ahead of us, right, Jerry? Absolutely, Scott. We have a great guest. We have a great beverage. Uh, let's get ready to roll. So we will start today with our guest. We have uh, Garrett Brezina. He is the owner of Kids USA Learning Center in Chippewa Falls. And he is going to be our resident expert about the child care crisis here in the Chippewa Valley. But to lubricate the conversation, we're going to be having a wonderful local favorite. And given that we're still in October, we're going to be having a Liney's Oktoberfest. So. Very, very uh very apropos the name and the timing of that. So very excited and a very colorful uh, can as as well there. Yeah, they definitely have the autumn theme here. It almost looks like, uh, well, if I want to say it's not really, I'd almost say it looks like uh, the, the Chippewa River up near uh, um, Oh, Jim Falls, but uh, I, I, it, it surely someone painted this thing, but it's it's just a fun can. And there's nice pictures of the fall foliage and all of that there. So as he pours that, let's bring on uh, Garrett, and uh, we got a lot we're going to discuss, obviously, with uh, child care and uh, your familiarity with that. But tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, your, your lifelong resident of the area, what got you into uh this industry, all of that stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, born and raised uh, between uh, Chippewa Falls and Tilden. So, and uh, uh, you know, so pretty much lifelong resident of the area. Um, married, have uh, our family here, our four kids, um, and basically, it really came down to um, my wife has been interested in in children and childcare. Her entire life so that's how we got into it and then in, in 1995 um, um, we took uh, we, she became the director for uh, the the lady that owned the child care center before us and then in 2004 we purchased it from her so we've owned uh, kids USA since 2004 uh, my wife and I and uh, we both work with each other every day um, on site and so um, yeah, it's just trying to help as many families as we can in the area, provide great care. Um, and, you know, obviously that all comes with great staff. So We'll get to the beverage in a moment, but uh, is this what you you thought you'd be doing when you were growing up? Absolutely not. Uh, school wasn't always my uh, favorite thing to do. And so uh, actually I, I'm a Marine, so I was in the Marine Corps for four years, active duty. And so um, this is definitely not the career path I thought I would be in. But being in it now, I, I really can't see myself doing anything else. All right, the beverage has been poured. So prost, gentlemen. Prost. That's good. I also spilled some on my jeans, <laughs> so that's a... Oh, <laughs> always a great beverage. I, the fact that I'm already spilling one right now doesn't bode well for me uh, for later there. Uh, i got to try to save myself here with, with, a, with a good question uh, for you. And uh, I know we really want to dive into uh, what a lot of people have experienced in the last few years. Uh, but tell everybody a little bit about what you guys do. 
at Kids USA. So we want to make, make sure people know what exactly you guys do and a chance to uh, promote what you are. Sure. So we're a child care center, so we provide um, early care um, for children four weeks um, all the way through age 12. Um, so we have um, obviously younger children, and then we do work with our school-aged children on their days off, summers, uh, before and after school, things like that. And then we also provide preschools for our three-year-old children, and our um, we're a, a, a site uh, that we work with the Chippewa Falls School District to provide 4K um, for those children that are four years old. And so, um, yeah, we have a, a very nice facility um, set up for kids. Um, it was designed for kids, and so um, we built that in 2010. And so we've been, you know, in our current facility since then. And um, it's it's amazing how fast time flies. Garrett, you are literally on the front lines of what might some describe as a local almost crisis. Uh, child care and the access to child care is something I know a lot of families uh, struggle with and I, from your perspective I mean how critical is this shortage well it's 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 a national issue um, it's a state issue and, and obviously it's a local issue um, we're already seeing some of these things uh, come up uh, pre-COVID um, where, uh, you know, we're having these baby boomers um, starting to retire. And so um, as they retire, um, you know, the, the workforce needs to replace those people. And so um, trying to find enough people um, to get back to work is, is tough in, in one. But then when they do get, when you do find those people and get back to work, there's just, you know, just doesn't seem to be enough care locally um, to, to help everybody. Now, has this, I say, crisis happened recently, or has it been building? I mean, you've obviously been in this, the, I think they call it a business, but it is a business from, at some standpoint, you know, for a number of years. How does today's situation in terms of, let's say, like your backlog or your um, waiting list compare to what it did maybe 20 years ago? Sure, so um, I'd say for up until probably right after COVID started, um, we were always about a year out with our with our infant room space. So um, by the time someone got pregnant and then had their time off, um, it was always about a year. So that worked out pretty well. Um, the last few years, um, that has that is exacerbated very much so. So um, right now, like as in just today, um, I have uh, one more opening um, in our infant room until June of 2024. Um, and I just read an article today, in fact, um, this is not in our state, but a different state. They're actually, um, someone has uh, embryos on their waiting list. They haven't even been implanted in the mother yet, and they are already on a childcare waiting list. Wow. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right to the uh, right ahead here to a question. Uh, how do we get more people interested in wanting to work in the industry? That's tough. I mean, it's it's um, you know it's it's teaching children and it's teaching young children and you know um, you know parents you talk to they they love their kids um, and play dates are all good, great, and fine. But there's a lot of people that said I just don't know that I could you know watch someone else's child all day long, every day. And so um, the people that are doing it um, really obviously love that field and, and love children. Um, and it's just, you know, hopefully it's it's still working with the, the local colleges and, and CVTC and, and even the local high schools um, to get, you know, more people, men and women, um, 
uh, interested in that field um, because it's you know it, it it really is the center of you know uh, whether people are going back to work or you know they took off because they wanted to have children and now they're looking to get back into that work field so they they just need a place for their children to be and obviously they just they don't want to pick any place and and so they're always looking for for good quality care facilities so what qualifications does a worker need to work for you sure so um there there are workers that have been hired that that you know really don't have a lot of experience and or education you know we can get them there and that's not just us that's that's any center um and then you have um, a plethora of everything beyond that you have you have people that have experience but not a lot of education and then you have some that that have the education piece but they just don't have a lot of of uh experience and so um it's you know really trying to match up um what they're when you know when they're interviewing and when they want to come in um where they're best suited for um kind of what age and then um if they're if they're short on anything whether that's cpr or certain classes um things like that then we get them to where they need to be in order to be qualified so what's your biggest challenge of running the center day to day oh boy um you know there's day the teachers do a really great job because um you know when i'm not bombarded with other things that are going on in the center and i can and keep doing you know the the logistical and the and the business end of it um it makes my day much easier but there's always things that arise you know there's there's boo-boos here and there's you know things that happen there um because we are dealing with with each individual family um each of those families you know that have some sort of issue that that we need to be aware of um obviously that comes to daycare and so we need to make sure those things are in place for those families so that we can care for their child you know the same way that they would so So being a marine what is a bigger challenge a two-year-old on a rampage or going through the obstacle course uh, in basic training definitely a two-year-old definitely (laughs) two-year-old yeah it's definitely it's challenging but that's you know that's the fun thing about it it's it there is a challenge um and no day is you know the exact same as the next so that's the other nice thing you know where most places have a set schedule um but there's things that change throughout the day to make that so it's it's really not the same every day so currently what is your waiting list now i mean uh, uh, you said for for the infant area but in terms of your other age grades or age uh, segments how long would someone have to wait to have a slot in your center? Sure. So um, a lot of times um, things can change with the with a little bit of the older ones, um, our threes and fours, because we have preschools, and some kids just come for those preschool sessions, and they don't necessarily need the wraparound care or the child care portion. So at at those ages, they're they're a little more flexible. Same with school age kiddos; they you know they come and go depending on what the family's needs are. Um, it's really that you know ones, twos, and threes that or one and twos um that you know waiting list you know honestly it could be they could be on that waiting list for a few years before they you know and maybe the child does turn three or whatever before they can get in so um it's definitely longer than it should be that's for sure um but yeah it i mean you to look at a couple years is is not unfathomable anymore You've been in the industry for you know, 20, 30 years, so a great question to ask here. The, the overall evolution of child care and what you've seen, because I think that's kind of cool there. I, I, you know, I remember when I was growing up, it, it was still a time where uh, there was always a grandmother or a grandfather that 
kids could stay with during the day and uh, and, and what have you. Uh, but, you know, that doesn't exist as much anymore. And society has changed overall. And then you also have people, you know, my wife and I don't have any family in this area. So when we moved to this area, it was, uh, <laughs> we crossed our fingers and got lucky with a, with a spot within just a, a couple of months with a, a person into a friend of a friend who had a home daycare and it's worked out perfectly. Uh, but it has changed the process and, and where kids do stay and what goes on in these centers. It's not just a uh, a kiddie prison, if you will. There, there's stuff you guys do to move them on into into school. Absolutely. So um, to to start off, yeah, you know, 20 years ago there was there was multiple, and I don't want to call them all grandmas, but mothers or grandmas in neighborhoods that would you know watch a few kids here and a few kids there and and that that definitely helped out um the the state really likes to have people uh or organizations whether it's a family center um, a group center they really want them licensed and so um probably 10 years ago that process started where they really wanted to um kind of crack down on you know Susie smith having 15 kids in her home, you know, not being licensed. No one knows what's going on there. So um, that happened. So that trickle-down effect also kind of collided with, you know, uh, baby boomers retiring, also collided with now COVID um, and and the aftermath of that. And the other thing with COVID is, you know, people now, um, businesses learn to adapt. And so, you know, people used to have to move to get a new job or change jobs or whatever. Now they can work from home. So, you know, they can work for a company in California but still live in Chippewa Falls. So that, you know, there's just so many things that that have come together to make it what it is today. Well, and you provide more than just care. You, you provide food. I know you coordinate your center with the bus routes. I mean, there's a lot more going on with your center than simply uh, a situation where a, a parent will drop off their child for a few hours and pick them back up. I mean, you, you, you've done a wonderful job integrating your center into the community. Um, how were you able to do that, and how did that evolve? Well, um, it, it, we didn't get to where we are today overnight. Um, of course, we started off smaller, um, and as time went, we grew, um, you know, and so you hire more staff, and, and we used to be in the uh, Wasota Health Building. We leased space from them, and so um, before we built our current facility. So um, as we were growing, we, you know, we lease more space and get more more staff. And then um, it just got to the point, obviously, where, you know, we need to have our own space and that worked out. And, and but yes, it's, it's, there is a coordination with, you know, a 4K starting now, what is it, 20, you know, 20 years ago. Um, um, it's just been, you absorb things into your business just like a lot of, lots of people do. So, you know, busing now, you know, we probably get, I think around 12 buses a day um, from early morning till, till later afternoon um, that are picking up or delivering kids from schools um, or home, depending on where they're going. So, um, yeah, it's just, it, it is a lot of coordination. And, and so, um, yeah, just having the right people in the right places is, is paramount because we want to make sure, obviously, every child goes home with the right person and they're getting on the bus that gets them to the right place. So you have, obviously, lots of moving pieces going on. How, I guess, that being said, I mean, you've, you've got your business and how it's operating. 
what are some things that are being done out there to maybe address the issue? Because I know your 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 waiting list is huge. I think every almost every facility is also in the same boat. Anything being done to kind of address this? Sure. So I know the city of Eau Claire, um, and it could be Eau Claire County, um, I'm not sure which, but um, I know they're tackling the issue for, for their area. Um, they're meeting with, you know, business owners and, and legislators and things like that. Chippewa Falls is also doing the same thing. So um, they're working with their business um, with their business group and or businesses in the area to try and figure out, you know, what, what can be done. I think that's happening you know in lots of cities across the area um big and small because it's it really it's affecting you know not only just the city areas but it's the rural areas it's the small areas it's it's cities like augusta and fall creek and you know just the the smaller areas so the rural areas so um getting everybody together to figure out a solution and what one city solution is may not work for another towns but um as long as we're trying to come up with solutions is i guess that's the big thing we've talked a lot about the uh well the crisis of it but what are some of the highlights of the job you know what keeps you you know waking up in the morning and you're excited for it the, the sort of things that got you excited to get into it to begin with uh, what what burns the furnace sure so um uh people don't want you you almost have to be there on on a day um the, the the funny stories or the funny things that children do will literally make you cry laughing so um y- you know we hear about things that that are obviously um confidential but um when when kids say it or you have uh things slip out of their mouth that maybe shouldn't slip out of their mouth um and then just seeing them grow i mean you know, literally, you can remember when they started as an infant, and they grow, and all of a sudden, oh my God, you know, they're already two. Holy cow! And now they're in 4K, and they're getting ready to graduate and go to school. It's like, where did four and five years go? It's just, it, it, you know, it, I guess. I was we, gonna say, if you, if you said you guys took over in in all four, those kids now are are 18. Yeah, we've <laughs> so we literally have kids. Um, so kids we had way back when, we now have some of their children. Or we have grandchildren of those people. So oh, that's kind of cool. It, it is. It's it's pretty amazing. So I'm going to ask the, the 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 dumb banker question here. So if you have if you're full and you're over full and you have huge waiting lists, why don't you just expand and say this is you know we'll just you know put an extra wing on here or put another facility? Why don't you just take care of that demand and say we'll take care of this thing in 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 no time? Sure. So um, you know obviously there's there's always a cost to everything. So um, space could be a cost or or construction concerns could be a cost for some. Um, kind of for us is you know staffing is one. Uh, you know we don't want to. Um, say we have spaces without without having enough staff um, or rooms for children um, and the big thing you know right now is is you know we're, we're at the point where um, if we do get any bigger we're, we're going to be required to um, provide health care which I just looked at again this year I, I try and look at it very often to see if it's something affordable for us and so um, you know once we reach that 50 FTE point, you know, we have to offer insurance, and that is unattainable for us. Well, and especially, and I, I don't think I've, I've talked to one parent who said, geez, you know, I don't pay just enough for child care. So despite the fact it's very, very uh, in limited supply, if you have get one of these coveted positions, and I just know what your, the cost structure is, I mean, you aren't getting rich, but it's, it's a very expensive proposition the way that to, to make the 
uh, a situation where the, the regulations are, are, are followed and the documentation is done appropriately, uh, the support behind that, it makes childcare a very expensive proposition, both for the parent, of course, but then also for you to try to provide. Absolutely. And, you know, um, you know, we have uh, some of our issue is, you know, we're, we're having staff retire. So, you know, they've been with us for for many years. I still have, you know, we still have staff there that have been with us since 1995 when we first opened for the other uh, the, uh, company that that we bought it from. So so there's there we've had people with us for a very long time. Um, and then, you know, there's always people that 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 have to go, you know, they're moving or they're one of you know, continue on with school or, or other things. So um, th there will always be some newer staff, but we've been very fortunate over the years to have staff that have stayed with us for, for a long time. And so that's, I think, part of our, you know, what what's made us successful is, is having, you know, great staff too. What is something a child care center like you guys, like any child care center does, what's something you guys do that maybe people aren't totally aware of? As I said before, I think some people, especially if they haven't had kids inside of one of those or haven't in a number of years, just think, oh, you plop the kids down and they play with blocks for six, seven, eight hours and wait till mom or dad come to pick them up. But what are some of the things you guys do on a day-to-day -day basis that maybe people aren't aware you guys do inside of there? Sure. So um, I, one of our, or what we try and do at least, um, uh, communication, you know, communication at drop-off, communication at pickup, um, you know, having that child-teacher bond be made. Uh, we also want that bond to be made between the parents and the teachers so everyone's comfortable talking with each other. Um, it, you know, we are fortunate enough when we built, we were able to have a gymnasium inside of our uh, facility. So uh, days like today when it's raining out and, and kids can't go out and enjoy the playground or go for their nature walks, um, they can at least burn off some energy inside the gym. So, um, you know, large playground, our location, we're close to the, to the trails and we're close to, like, outdoor, you know, for walks, um, it, those types of things. Um, what else? Uh, you know, we, we have a larger facility, um, and so we're, we are able to, um, I guess, purchase extra, whether it be toys, whether it be other things. Um, you know, our teachers are able to, to swap out toys where they're not playing with the same thing for the whole year they're in that room. You know, teachers are... are switching out toys either weekly or bi-weekly so kids aren't getting sick of this playing with the same old thing and so it's always something new and something fun um and then the learning you know that's we try and pride ourselves with their learning there's always a chance to learn um and I, I don't care if you're you know one or you're five uh you have the ability to, to do and it could be simple things lining up and, and taking a walk or you know learning friends names and then you know the standards the colors numbers letters things like that but um, just in some of the simple things it's fun to learn so what are your always operation sure we actually just switched so we used to be for years and years mm -hmm. we were 5 30 in the morning till 6 30 at night um, and we, we just had to change so we're currently from 6 a.m to 6 p.m and i know it is is awesome job as you do there are folks who literally who are working second shift, third shift, which is another crisis in a, of its own making because it's hard to staff those those uh, shifts for manufacturers and local businesses because again you have no childcare option for those hours. Are is there even, can you work those hours as a childcare provider? Sure. So way back in the day, we actually used to do a second shift um, for. Um, 
this was back in the late 90s um uh, currently we're not um so we're we're licensed for our time frame of 6 a.m to 6 p.m um there are centers uh in eau claire i believe that that do um operate some um off shift um and actually even might be some weekend shifts so um definitely something that should be you know looked at as as these communities are looking at you know trying to provide more care is for those facilities that are now you know that are back on weekend shifts and are back on you know multiple shifts per week um you know a, another advantageous way to help out families so what advice do you have for parents who are either looking at having children well maybe two seconds those who currently are struggling finding child care a and then those who are maybe anticipating having children what kind of advice would you have for each one of these groups? So uh, quickly, about six months ago, a family called me, and, and they weren't pregnant yet, but they wanted to get on the wait list. And until that point, I had, I, in all my years, I've never had that question. And I kind of chuckled, and I said, no, you know, don't worry about it, whatever. And sure enough, you know, more and more people keep saying, we want to get on your list. We're not pregnant. We're, we're trying, but we want to get on the list now. So, so that is something we have started. Um, so if, if you know you're going to try, um, I would say, you know, tour, tour facilities to find out where you're comfortable being. Um, and then get on a list, get on a list as soon as you can get on multiple lists. There, there's, you know, nothing saying, you know, I guess I know some places charge, um, uh, to be on that. So do what you're comfortable with. Um, but your, your, your gut's going to tell you where you want to be. And so, um, you have to decide where that, where that is. I have to ask you this as we begin to wind things down the last uh, few minutes. See, so a deal all day, obviously. You're running a business. There's kids running around. What do you do to, to clear the mind? It's the weekend. It's the, you're, you're clearing your mind from the business. Maybe it's a little quieter. What do you What do? you do? Sure. So my wife and I um, like to go. So we have a cabin. Uh, we like to go to uh, the cabin and enjoy that. Um, I hunt and fish and, and things like that so I try and get out especially now bow hunting is going on so um, I'll try and get out in the woods as much as I can um, you know the fishing season over but then that's going to wrap you know after hunting season is going to wrap right, right around to ice fishing so um, I try and do some you know try we try and do outdoor things you know even just going for walks um, just anything to you know like you said clear the mind a little bit and and rest and relax so and then there's you know there could be weekends where yeah, we're going to take a Sunday, and we're just going to sit on the couch and watch the movies. Does it still to this day? I would assume, maybe. You're, you're a hardened you know, you know, Marine, and uh, you know, thank you very much for the service. But does it break your heart maybe the first couple times a kid is uh, being dropped off that they cry and miss their mom and dad? It does. And, you know, and I try and prepare parents for that because, you know, when they come and visit, um, you know, the child may want to stay and, and, you know, maybe they're a little afraid yet and, and they're fine with going, but it's that first day and it's that first drop off. And whether it's mom or dad. And within time, by the way, the kid doesn't want to leave, you know, that, 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 yeah. you know, a few weeks later, the, the parents are pulling the kid out and the kids yeah, cry the other exactly way. That's <laughs> exactly it. Yep. That's exactly it. So, but it's always tough. Probably the first day is probably one of the worst. So for those that get to leave and they're, you know, I dropped them off and it was like they've been here for their whole life and they, you know, bye mom, see you later. Like didn't care. Said, well, that is probably the best drop off you can have, you know, so you can go to work knowing that, whew, you know, well, well the one, the nice thing you've got, it's, it's unlike uh like a elementary school where they have the first day of 4k or, or kindergarten, you've got a whole new class. And then that, I, those, those, those kindergarten teachers for me are absolutely, 
unbelievable people because you know it's they take absolute chaos that first day and within like three weeks they're just you know um hanging up the backpacks and they're all lined up and they're all jump up when they're supposed to it's like that's amazing yeah it, it, it that's how fast children children are sponges when it comes to to learning things and so obviously the more you good and, and positive things you can teach them the more good and positive things you should get out so um but yeah it, it literally it, for some it's it's a couple of days and they're already they're already on it you know so. Well, well, this overall is a very intriguing conversation because a lot of the conversations we have on, on this podcast and a lot of shows I do is about the, the, the growth of the area and things coming in and people coming into the area and people staying in the area. But you got to make sure that there's all this, this infrastructure that people sometimes tend not to, to think about. You know, my, my, my wife and I aren't going to have any more kids. We've got two. You know, two two's enough. Uh, you can play man-to-man defense. You get a third, you've got to play zone uh, at that point in time. Uh, but there's a lot of people. If I was 10 years back, those are the things people have got to think about. So businesses like Garrett's got here are very important. There's a number in the area. It, it's that hidden infrastructure that goes beyond roads and power and stuff like that, right, Jerry? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's a huge uh, labor issue, you know, supply and demand. And if folks want to consider, especially the um, a second spouse or, or the, the spouse, you know, who's staying at home right now, that's the person. Usually we, you always have one person working. It's the other person. And if you want to bring them into the labor pool, you have to address this very critical issue for that family. And child care is a number one. Well, outs- outstanding there. Now, now, of course, what's also been outstanding is the beverage we've had today, and we have been. And once we're done here recording in another couple minutes, here Garrett's got to finish his. Uh, but Jerry, what have we been drinking? We've been drinking Liney's Oktoberfest, a great autumn beverage. Uh, we are in the midst of uh, Oktoberfest season. We'll probably maybe have one or two more of these before we wrap up August or uh, August October. Now we wish. We wish, but. Uh, We'll, we'll soldier on regardless. So, Garrett, thank you so much for enjoying us. It's been a great conversation. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for listening to uh, Scott and I talk with uh, Garrett over a beer today. If you like what you've heard, please give Banker with a Beer a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Northwestern Bank website, or wherever you listen to your podcasts from. Banker with a Beer is sponsored by Northwestern Bank, building stronger communities where people matter.